Amen. The precious Lamb of God. The book of Matthew, if you would turn there today. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hallelujah. He's here, isn't he? Behold the Lamb. driving by the courthouse last night and uh, looking at some Christmas lights and certainly Main Street here in Zanesville looks beautiful and uh, very very proud of our city and look at house and glad we still have a manger scene at the court line I remember a day they were trying to remove all that stuff from the states but I did peek in the, in the manger scene and Jesus was gone I, I don't know if somebody stole him or they're waiting to put him in there on on the on on Christmas. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But don't let anybody steal Jesus out of your life. Praise God. We need him, don't we? I feel him so strong in this room today. How many feel the hand of the Lord and the touch of God? Praise God. Let's thank him for his presence. Matthew two and one. And now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when, when, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. He didn't want to worship him. You read a little further, he wanted to kill him. He wanted to remove any threat of another king. He was... He was really demonic in his ways. The purpose of sending the wise men was not so he could worship, but so he could destroy. Look what it says. When they had heard the king, speaking of Herod, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. I don't want to destroy uh, your manger scene picture here today with three wise men that come from afar. But you're probably going to find in Scripture that the wise men showed up up to maybe the age of two that Jesus was. I'll prove it in a moment. And uh, I just messed up your manger scene sitting on your mantle. Matter of fact, the Bible doesn't even say that there were three wise men. It says there was three gifts, right? 
gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And it certainly doesn't say we three kings. Just messed up that favorite Christmas tune. It says three, it says three gifts, but it says they were wise men, very possible that they were astrologers that saw a star. They saw something different in the heavens. I, I, I called these two men the other day and I said, look out, run outside and look toward the east, or look toward the south, didn't I? I said, there's a star hanging in the sky. Did anybody see the Bethlehem star the other night? If you saw it, raise your hand. You, gotta get your, you guys gotta lift your eyes off the floor and look up in the sky. There was a star hanging in the daylight. They call it the Christmas star. And when you look at it with a naked eye, it looks like it has five, five points to it. And I, my dad, I was on the phone with that. He said, look at that. What's hanging out in the sky? Before dark. Of course, my mom, who has all kinds of useless knowledge. Oh, that's the star you're supposed to see this year. It's a rarity to see, but that's the Christmas star. They saw the star. And when they saw the star, what happened? Verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Amen, I'm gonna preach about the wise men who came from afar, but I wanna look at your neighbor and say rejoicing is coming to you. Come on, I want you to say it with a smile on your face. I want you to tell somebody around you, joy is on the way. Come on, smile on them, say joy is coming. You believe joy is coming, I want you to clap your hands and shout to the Lord this morning. Joy is coming. Joy is coming. Joy is coming to Morgan County. Joy is coming to our seniors. Joy is coming to our young people. Come on, joy is coming to the Anchor Church. Joy is coming. I said joy is on the way. Joy, joy, joy. Somebody shout joy. You can't shout joy and not smile. Somebody shout joy. Come on, look at your neighbor and shout joy. Your husbands, look at your wives and say joy. Come on, ladies, look at your husbands and say joy. Joy, 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 joy. You have some people here in need that's been struggling. They just need some joy. You've dealt with a whole bunch of stuff, but God's going to give you joy. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy's coming. Joy's coming. Joy's coming. You've had some loss, but joy. Somebody shout joy. Amen. If you hadn't said joy, you got to remain standing. But if you said joy, you can be seated. Amen. Joy. Luke 2 tells the story of Christ. Tells how that all of the Jews were being being taxed, taxed by the Roman government and even among their own people, you'll find that when they had made the pilgrimage in to Jerusalem to pay their taxes, they had to come in to pay their taxes. That's your April the 15th. How many love tax day? Oh, honey, you know, I can't wait to pay our taxes. Somebody shouted joy. <laughs> joy. They were being taxed. And not only were they being taxed, they were being robbed. 
When you find out that when they began to pay their taxes, there were people like Matthew, the publican, who would raise. If you had to pay this much by the Roman government, he's going to get his bit. He's going to make it this much. Whatever amount of money he wanted to raise your tax to, and he was a Jew, he would raise that up. How about Zacchaeus? He had taken what? Twice as much from the people as he should have, right? Stuffed his pockets with money from his own people, taking advantage of a li- as a liaison between the Roman government and the Jewish people. The people couldn't stand him. They called him a thief. He, he stole from his own people. And it was, a, it was a time of taxation. The scripture says, and this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all the Jews and all the world should be taxed. And you'll find during this time they were there. They're looking for a place to stay. They started down at the old uh, Jerusalem Inn, knock on the door, and I'm sorry, but there's no room here. We're sold out. Didn't you see the sign up there? No vacancy. But she's about to have a baby, sir. She's about to have a baby. Any minute she could have a baby. But I tell you what, there's a little livery stable out here, and you'll get out there and you know find a comfortable place out in the livery stable and, and get there, and the babe... And, 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 and your wife uh, can stay out there for the night. Well, the baby was born in the livery stable. He wasn't born in the upper echelon of a, a golden-trimmed castle or even a golden-trimmed door temple. How many know that? He came to a lowly estate of people. Aren't you glad that he wasn't only born for a hierarchy of some, but he came down to the lowly of all? He came down to the lonely of all? If they would have only known who he was, I believe they would have made room for him in the end, don't you? But you'll find that when he was born, the scripture says in Luke chapter 2, she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. It goes on and says in that same country which was near where he was, what you'd say to your neighbor, the shepherds were near him. The shepherds really weren't that far away. As a matter of fact, some believe that where Jesus was born, I heard of this teaching that where Jesus was born was where they raised the lambs for the sacrifice in the temple. That, and in those lambs, in that area where they, where they were, the sheep that were raised were for the sacrifice of the temple. And that it was said, and this is one lesson that was taught that I heard, is that when the lamb was born, they would take the lamb when it was born from the sheep and they would wrap it in a garment if it was spotless and perfect with no flaws and they would wrap that lamb with a cloth called swaddling clothes. The lamb that would be used for sacrifice, the lamb that had no imperfections, no flaws. If it was born, they would wrap it in a swaddling cloth and they would keep it to protect it from getting any mar so it could be used as a perfect sacrifice. It wasn't far from where Jesus was born. It was in a place where lambs for sacrifices were born. And isn't it interesting that when Jesus came out of the womb of Mary through that, through that birthing process that she wrapped him in swaddling clothes. You know why? Because he's flawless. He's perfect. Amen. John was right when he said, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. My, my, my. I believe he was perfect. How many believe that? 
He never had a flawed thought. He never had an attitude issue. How many believe that? He was moral. If you believe that, jump your feet, clap your hands, and thank God for his holiness. Thank God for his spotlessness. Amen. He is a perfect lamb. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell them Jesus was perfect. But you will find you may be seated. Shepherds were near. Verse 9 says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Where? Where Jesus was born. In that same neighborhood. The scripture said the angels of the Lord came. The glory of God shined around them. How I many know oh, when Jesus was born, he was the light of the world? Somebody shout, he's the light. And the angels said unto them, or to the shepherds, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. You see, when you're being taxed and the world is in trouble and everything for a long period of time has been going wrong, even when the angels of God show up, fear comes upon you. Even when God's getting ready to do a good thing, the heavens have opened, the glory of God is there, the angels are surrounding them out, and you're thinking, what are they going to do to me? What's going to go wrong now? They were afraid because of where they've been. What's been happening? The world has been in trouble. There's been 400 silent years until now. It seems that God hasn't been in the picture. But what they're about to understand is joy is coming. You expect every day to go wrong. The bottom to drop out of your world because you're at a place of taxation. But they said, we haven't come to hurt you. Let me just word it this way. Behold, we bring in good news. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a time for good news. Any of you ever get tired of bad news? How many of you ever been to a place you expect things to go wrong in your life? You're not being honest. You're not being honest. There's times in our lives because this went wrong, that went wrong, somebody did this and somebody did that and this happened at the job and this happened here and this happened to life and this is what the doctor said. The phone rings even if an angel would show up. You would be scared to death. You would be thinking this is the judgment of God. The Lord's against you. How many's ever been in those situations? Scared to answer the phone because one thing after another. I've watched families in this church, one death after another. I've seen some of you go through crisis after crisis after crisis. I don't understand why death visits, why that happens. But what I've come to tell you is the angel of the Lord has shown up in your world to tell you it's good news right now. It's not bad news. There's greatness around the corner. You've had loss. You've had people to do your wrong. Things have happened that you can't explain that have not been fair. It has not been good. But I see the glory of the Lord shining in this room today to tell you joy is coming. Somebody shout joy is coming. Verse 10 of Luke 2, let's look what it says. And the angel said to them, shout it. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of what? Somebody shout, great joy. It's not only going to be joy, it's going to be great joy. Joy would have been good enough, but he said, I'm going to give you great joy. You know why? Because he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. If you think it can be good, he's going to outdo what you think. you got to start believing that God's going to give me great 
joy again. I'm going to have joy in my life, joy in my heart, joy in my spirit. Come on, joy, joy, joy. Somebody shout great joy. Amen. I can almost close the message right now. Elbow your neighbor and say great joy. Which shall be to a few of you. Which shall be to the ones that's lived perfect in the church. Which will be to those that's been in the church 50 plus years. Those that are just coming in. He's only going to bring joy to some. No, he's going to bring joy to who? Somebody shout to all people. Here's why. Are you ready? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. What he was saying is the reason joy is coming is because Jesus was born. The reason you have hope is because this day he was born. You don't have to worry about anything else because Jesus is now here. I'm preaching to you that joy is coming today for some of you because you're not that far away from him. He's right here. Joy is coming today. Joy. I want you to say joy. Emily, I want you to say joy. Joy. Yeah. Joy. Oh, that was good joy. He said, I'm going to bring joy to the kids. I'm going to be joy to the married folks. I'm going to be joy to those that has more kids than they can seem to handle. <laughs> joy is going to come to everybody. Why? Because Jesus is born. I want you to clap your hands and shout, Jesus is now here. He's here. That means he's going to bring joy to the old folks. Did I say that? Don't look at your neighbor. He's going to bring joy to the young folks. He's going to bring joy to the elders in the church. Zechariah says that in that day, you're going to see the elderly. You're going to see, I think it even says the ancient. I'm just quoting scripture. I mean, none of those people are here today, right? They're in another state somewhere, but he said, the elderly. He said, when I look down at heaven and I see Zion, he said, I see the elderly, the men and the elderly women. But he said, I also see, I see boys and girls playing there. They're happy. They're skipping down the street because when I see my kingdom, I see a kingdom full with, filled with joy. I see the elderly's whistling. Come on, the elderly whistling. I see them singing and humming. What am I preaching to you? You don't have to walk out of here sad. You don't have to walk Walk out or down and out because Jesus is here. Somebody shout, he's here. He's not only here, he's near. In that same, somebody shout, the same country. You may be seated. Everybody shout, he's here. He's near. And joy's here because Jesus has been born. I really believe the summer you're going to close out the bad things of 2019 and you're about to step through the door of joy. Simon Peter says it's going to be joy unspeakable, full of glory. All this hell I've been fighting, all this loss I've been dealing with, 
that I just feel happy now. Things I can't explain that came against me. Felt like I was taxed. Felt like I was taking one step forward and three steps backwards. Lost so many loved ones. Death has seemingly lived at my house. Can't explain it. Don't understand the why of it. Death brings a thousand questions with no answers. People you trusted did you wrong. All these things that just keep knocking you back. But I just feel like you're about to turn a corner. And because Jesus is here, you're about to step out of all of that anguish and all of that bitterness and all of those doubts and all those questions. And you're going to say, I don't understand it, but I'm happy now. I just, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I can't wait to read my Bible again. I can't, hey, it's so good to see you. I believe husbands are going to look at their wives and say, boy, you got up a little earlier today. Matter of fact, they tell me every time I preach to talk about food, so here it goes. I didn't have to make coffee this morning. You've already got the coffee on. You've been in here humming and singing and what's going on? I can't explain it. But I just feel like bereavement has left me. I just feel like all that troubled spirit has left me. You know what? I feel like, honey, we've got a great future ahead of us. I believe there's people that have lost loved ones, that people have died in your life. You have grieved and grieved and grieved. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. When joy comes, it's going to be like a big pressurized room. It's going to come in here and it's going to push out bereavement. It's going to push out grief. It's going to push out stress. Your health is going to get better because you're not hanging on with stress in every moment. You feel what I'm saying? You're going to embrace scriptures like... Come on, if you haven't noticed, I'm prophesying to you right now. I've been praying this week, and in my prayer, the Lord told me to tell you, weeping does endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. It's coming. It's coming. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, joy is coming. Woo. Joy is coming. Joy is coming. If you believe it, jump to your feet and shout, joy is coming to my house. Come on, I wish somebody prophesied that to your own family. Joy's coming to our house. Woo. Somebody hit a key on the keyboard or something. We got to get some singing going on here. Joy. 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 I said joy, joy, joy. Joy's coming in my home. Joy's coming in my marriage. Joy's coming between me and my children. I said joy's coming back to me because Jesus is here. Joy is coming. I said joy is coming. I wish somebody sing with me. I know I'm just making it up, but somebody ought to just start singing. Joy is coming. Joy is coming. Joy, joy, joy in my soul. You see, the old timers would sing songs like, he puts running in my feet. He put clapping in my hands. He put praise on my lips. It makes me want to dance. My soul says, yes, Lord. Somebody shout, yes, yes, yes. My soul says, yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes to the Lord. My soul says, yes. Y'all know that song? To the Lord. Help me now. My soul says, 
yes to the Lord for he's a great king and he's doing great things my soul says yes 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 to the Lord my soul says yes oh to the Lord my soul says yes oh to the Lord for he's a great king he's doing great things my soul says he put running in my feet put popping in my hands he put praise on my lips it makes me want to dance my soul says yes lord my soul says yes lord Somebody shout yes. My soul says, oh, to the Lord, for he's a great king. He's doing great things. My soul says, yes, 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 to the Lord. Clap your hands and praise and joy is coming. Hallelujah. Brother Jonathan, you signed out what God's done in your life. Amen. Be faithful, be early, be consistent, and the joy's gonna come through you to your whole family. God's gonna bring joy through you. How many want joy to come through your life? Come on, I feel like somebody's getting their praise back this morning. I feel like somebody's gonna get your song back this morning. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Somebody shout. The shepherds were near him. Jesus was born near them. And he was born this day. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. Isn't it amazing when you start talking about joy, you start praising I was glad when they said unto me, this is the day that the Lord has, not the day the devil has made. This is the day the Lord has made. I will, somebody shout rejoice and be what? You see, you gotta make a covenant today with your spirit. I'm gonna rejoice and I'm gonna be glad. You can't talk about joy and not talk about praise. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. Come on, let's not talk about the trouble you've been through. Let's talk about the moment God healed your body. He forgave you of your sins. He brought you out of the miry clay, the pit of addiction. Come on, God's been good. Come on, if you're watching online to our online campus, why don't you wave your hands in the air and say, God's been good to me. God's been good to me. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. This is what they were saying. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. Here's what I feel for you. What the devil meant for evil God's going to turn it to good. Don't hold on to the destruction that the devil was sending. 
peace on earth and what? Somebody shout goodwill. God's going to bring goodwill to my life no matter all the hell that's been against me. I really feel if somebody will believe what I'm preaching, your, your destiny's going to change. Your trajectory's going to change. If you believe it, shout amen. Amen. You may be seated. So they weren't three wise men, but there might have been three wise men. I'm almost finished. They were wise men that came from, the Bible doesn't say afar. I try to find that verse everywhere, but I can't find it. Matthew 2, Luke 2, all the ones that talk about the birth of Jesus, the other ones talk about his baptism and on. But when you begin to look at it, it says that the wise men doesn't say three kings. It doesn't say three wise men. I think we've established that. It says wise men came from the east. When it says the east, I don't mean, think it means they came from the east side of Jerusalem because when you begin to study where they were, when you study where the shepherds were, it just said he was born near in that same country as the shepherds. But when it talks about the wise men, it says they came from the east, the east land. Scholars believe that it was anywhere between five and 800 miles away. And they understood that when they saw a star hanging in the sky, they began to look, why is there a star? Why is it hanging? Why is it hanging that direction from the east, looking toward the west? Why is there a star that's hanging that direction? When they begin to study the prophets, study from a scholarly view, they begin to understand that there is a king that has been born. Maybe the word spread. Maybe somehow they've heard. But they know from scripture there's a king that is now in that country. Herod would have had a rule over that land. And so when he began to hear about a king has been born, he sent for the wise men. They began to ask the scribes. They got a committee together. They got the cabinetry, the, 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 the cabinet members of all of the, uh, of the king together began to talk about, we hear there's a king born. Who is it? Where is he? Where is he located? And the wise men came up with this answer. They said, he is in Bethlehem because the prophet said, that in Bethlehem, a governor would be born. He said, well, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to go find him so I can come and worship the king. He did not want to worship the king. His intent was to destroy the king. Some believe, I said it already, five to 800. In my opinion, it was somewhere maybe several hundred miles. They didn't have a plane, they didn't have a train, they didn't have an automobile, they didn't have an email, they didn't have text messaging, they didn't have constant communication. Are you with me right now? I think they might have had camels, but it doesn't say. They had some way of traveling. And you know how they got to Jesus? They saw a star. They saw a light in the dark place. They saw a ray of hope in the darkest of the night. But they knew this ray, this light, was different from any that they'd ever seen. Very possibly the wise men were astrologers when you study it. And they had every night, their eyes were open in the night. 
They had seen movements for years in the night. The constellations, the, 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 the patterns of the sky, maybe possibly many years. But they all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's something hanging constant in the sky. When everything else is moving, it stays the same. It's in the same place, in the same spot. It's unwavering. Come on, the Bible says all good gifts come from the Father of lights in whom is no shadow of turning. What I'm preaching to you, when everything in your world is spinning, God has a constant in your world that will never, ever change. I feel the anointing of the Holy One in this room. I realize things sometimes seem to just go in circles as if it's never gonna change. But in the darkness of the night, there is a star that is hanging. I really believe it was a real star. I believe it really was a star. I don't think it was some hanging light fixture like we look just above a, a, a little higher than a man's uh, a house I really believe it was a star that hung in the sky that was to give direction when you begin to study navigations and 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 people that would travel by way of the boat they made their decisions according to the stars and they were afar off I really do believe though it doesn't say the wise men were afar I do believe they were a long ways off and I think the scripture is so powerful it doesn't leave anything uncovered. Look what it says. The shepherds were near. The people that are impacted by God initially are those that are near him. But he doesn't only allow the joy to come to those that are near him. You know what? His impact is gonna be so great. It's gonna hit those people that are afar off. Thank God for the church that's near him. But when you look at scripture, the Bible says, and they shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto your children, you and your children, and all of them that what? Are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He didn't hang the star for the shepherds. He hung the star in the constellations for those that were living in darkness a long ways off. So I just come to preach to you. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. You might have been in the bar room last night a long ways away from Jesus, but I come to tell you, he's made a path. He's made a direction for you to come home. Come on, if you believe that, jump to your feet and clap your hands. He hung a star for those that are afar off. Somebody shout afar off. I'll never forget right here, Sister Rebecca, where you're standing. A guy by the name of Rod Hoffman came to this church. Rod Hoffman was a Bible study teacher. He was a, he was a, a worshiper. He was a leader in the church. And he backslid. He walked away from God. Lost nearly everything over that period of time that he was away from God. And a backslider was talking to him and started talking to him about this church. And said, you know what? You need to go to the anchor. Somebody that wasn't even in church that was living maybe out in the world said, I'm gonna tell you what you need to do. Stopped by the house one day, said, you need to go to the anchor. When he came here and sat down in that seat on the front row, when he sat down, this is what he said. I'm home. 
22 years away from God and in five minutes he said I'm home. You know why? Because you can't be too far to not see the star. You can't be too far to not find the ray of hope that's for you and your family. Yes, the things you went through were hurtful. The things you went through was hard to explain. The things you went through maybe weren't fair, but I come to tell you, it led you down a road that took you away all from Bethlehem. But if you'll just look up for a moment in the pitch black darkness of your night, God's hung a star to show you how to get home, to how to get to back to a place that he's called you to be. Oh, clap your hands and shout to the Lord. It's amazing because their journey started with a king who wanted to kill the king. His intent was wrong. What he meant to do harm in their journey to Bethlehem, it got turned around because the angel of the Lord showed up. They came and they worshiped possibly a two-year-old. Because when Herod shows up on the scene, what does it say? When Jesus warned Joseph, I'll talk about it tonight in church. When Jesus warned Joseph, he said, get, you better get out of here. Go down to Egypt because Herod's coming. He already warned a wise man. He said, you need, to, you need to get back, but you need to get away because Herod's on his way to kill Jesus. God warned them of the intent of Herod. God warned Joseph of the intent to Herod. And when Herod showed up, he couldn't find the wise men. Matter of fact, he says the wise men mocked him because they didn't do what they're supposed to do. Do you know what he did? He started killing every baby in, in, in Jerusalem up to the age of two. So from the time that the wise men understood, they knew Jesus would be no more than two years old. That's why in Luke 2, the shepherds came to see a babe and the wise men came to see in Matthew 2 a child. Just messed up your manger scene. The wise men did not see a two-year-old wrapped in swaddling clothes laying in a manger. The Bible says the wise man went to their house. The whole point of the message is joy is coming to those that are near and joy is coming to those that are far off. It might have taken you a long time to get here, but the result is the same. Joy. Happiness, clarity. Amazing that when joy comes, when joy comes, the Lord says, you need to stay away from that because that's going to kill you. You need to stay away from here because that, the Holy Ghost, when Jesus comes, he starts giving you discretion and warning saying, no, don't, that's, that's bad news right there. Stay away from that. You don't need that. You know what he does? He sets the trajectory of the rest of your life to protect you. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, God's going to protect us in the midst of our joy. Joy. Somebody shout joy. See, there's people watching online right now, and they're a long ways off. They're not coming to church because they feel not good enough to be with the shepherds who are near him. But there's a star hanging for you. There's a star hanging in this church. You don't have to stay away. You can come home. God has put a sign in the sky so you can come from a long ways off. Are y'all hearing what I'm preaching? Come home. 
when everybody else is sleeping you're looking at dark skies because that's what astrologers do somewhere and looking in the dark can't sleep at night troubled troubled God take pills of sleep wake the darkness of the night you know why because you don't have any joy any joy can't go to sleep and you hate waking up when the Bible says I'm going to give you the him that overcome I'm going to give you a morning star you know what it means it's the last star of the night and when God gives you a morning star what that means is night's over morning is here and some of you have looked for hope because of hurt here but I'm telling you there's a star hanging for you where you at sir where you at ma'am circumstances taxed hurt by your own people cause you to be afraid of angelic good tidings voices I come to tell you as your pastor today Joy is coming and night is over. So, night's over. Night's over. I want you to look at four or five people. Walk across the aisle and tell somebody the night's over. It's over. It's over. Come on, step across the aisle and go tell somebody. Weeping endures for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. night's over joy's coming I said the night's over come on anybody feel what I feel I said the night's over the night's over there's no need for the star when night is over come on when you find him how many know he is the good morning star how many know he is the light of our salvation he is he is he is come on I'm preaching to somebody that's been in the night Joy's coming. Come on, shepherds. If you're here, joy's here. Come on, wise men. Focusing in the darkness of the night. It's leading you to joy. Somebody shout joy. How many have had a night 2019 night set on your world? Would you raise your hand? Feel like night set all over you. Joy, joy, joy. I prophesy joy. The Lord has visited me this week and he told me to tell you joy is coming. I wish there were some people just start praising him for joy. I've got the joy, joy, joy in my soul. (laughs) Come on, you know what to do. You know what to do, praise Him. That's what the angels did. They started praising Him. Hallelujah. 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 Here's what they did. I'm gonna, I'm, it's up to you what you do from this point. 
when they got to, to Jerusalem, when they got to where Jesus was and the star was setting over his house, the Bible says they worshiped him. You know what Legion did when Jesus came to his graveyard to let him out of death and darkness? The Bible says he had, was possessed with many devils. All he started doing when Jesus got near him was he started worshiping him. And when he did, the devil had to go. Any of you tired of the devil battling your life? Come on, I'm done. I'm just asking you a few questions. How many tired of the losing? How many tired of the loss? How many tired of the destruction? Come on, anybody? Four or five of Anybody else tired of it? How many tired of seeing your kids hurt? Your grandkids struggling? Come on, anybody? Come on, you make all that money? You make, you make that money? It doesn't satisfy? It doesn't do that? It, it doesn't? It's still something long. You just need joy. And I'm telling you, there's joy in the Holy Ghost. There, there really is. There's joy in the Holy Ghost. If you're here today and you say, I'm coming out of midnight and I'm getting a brand new day. I want you to get out of your seat. Come on. You might be a long ways off, but come on. I'm coming out of midnight and I'm stepping into a brand new morning. 2020 is going to be a year of joy. Come on. That's it. I'm going to worship the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Hallelujah. It's a brand new day. That's it. My midnight is over. Come on, I want you to start prophesying. I want you to start praising him. Just start worshiping him. Lord, you are my joy. You are the king of kings. Herod's not going to have his way. Herod's the one going to die. Oh, joy, joy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed in the building. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you are here and you felt more like death was near you than life, I want you to raise your hand. This is what I begin to pray this week. Lord, I speak life where there was death. God, I speak life where there was death. The spirit of death that has come against families, the grieving, the pain, the suffering of loss. Lord, let life come where death seems to be apparent. And I wish some of you right now would lift your hands and say, I speak life Come on, I speak life over my life. I speak life over my family. Come on, that's it. The Lord's moving in here right now. Come on, I want you to pray. I want you to worship him. I feel joy in my heart. <laughs> Hallelujah.
Tell the Lord, I'm getting my joy back. I feel it right now. Joy is coming to my mind. Joy is coming to my spirit. Everybody in the building. Joy. Joy, joy. Come on, God's forgiving you. God's helping you. Now it's time to just praise him. Come on, clap your hands and shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. How many feel the joy of the Lord here today? Let's worship in song. Go ahead, lead us in worship today. 